Thank you, Eric and the music team. So how many of you are a chain in that chain of love, right? Willing to, willing to be that? You willing to be that? Yeah. That's a little better. One more time. You willing to be that? Yeah. There. That's the energy we need to be in that chain of love, right? It's not a wimpy, no maybe sort of thing. It's engaging in this power and presence that is love. So, we need to keep practicing. And every week I bring you a practice. We are almost complete in our Tending Our Garden series. And last week we talked about the idea of pruning. What did you need to prune out of your life? Perhaps some worry, some doubt, some thoughts of I'm not enough. How many of you participated in that spiritual practice this month, of week of pruning? So I see a few hands. Yay. And how many of you who practice have something you'd like to share about what you discovered that you needed to prune out of your life? Raise your hand up high and play along. Yay. All right. I got someone. This is my chance to move you all into the place of uncomfortable. Tell me your name. Leah. Leah. Thank you. Share with us what you pruned. I'm working on pruning the anxiety and fear of my life. Excellent. How many need to prune anxiety out of your life, right? Yes. Anybody else want to share? Super. Tell me your name. Hi, Carolyn. Tell us what you'd like to say. Uh, yes. Uh, this, this, uh, we, I bought a car a few weeks ago, uh, about two months ago. And uh, when I got it checked out, and it didn't have a whole lot of miles on it, it was a Honda, and I believe the best. And uh, I was driving the car on uh, Friday, and uh, the engine light came on, and the car started sounding funny. And I went to AutoZone, and uh, they said it was a, uh, a, some cylinder or something, and I took it uh, back to the Honda dealership, and they're working on it. But I want to say that the pruning for me with regard to that experience is I didn't cry, I didn't get angry, I didn't curse, I just had faith. And I'm trusting God. I don't know what the end's going to be, but through this pruning process, I'm just trusting God that He's going to work it all out. Amen, Carolyn. We're going to join you in seeing that. And I'm telling you, if your God isn't big enough to get angry with and to yell at and to scream at, your God's not big enough, right? Because God can handle all of that, all of our fears. Give them over to God and bring that idea. Those of you who were here a couple of weeks ago uh, might have picked up the booklet on the golden key, right? And the idea behind the golden key is, okay, so here's this fear, here's this worry, here's this concern. And then I'm going to take a breath and turn back to God. So, let it go. Let it go. Can't you just all get excited to think next week when we see Carolyn again and to go, Carolyn, tell us. What was the good that came from this? Because we're standing in faith with you. Yeah. So we're moving on this week to providing a trellis. That's our topic of conversation this week. Providing a trellis. And so a trellis, of course, is provided to plants, mainly you know, plants that are vines, uh, to hold them up, to support them, so that their fruits can grow on the trellis and not get stomped on underfoot, right? So, for example, I used to live out in Ashtabula County where there's all kinds of grapevines growing in the field. But those grapevines grow on trellises. They're not 
on the ground in my woods in Hinkley now, we've also got old grapevines without trellises, and they're reaching high up into the top of the trees trying, trying to get to the light. And that's not necessarily good for the grapevine or the tree. So if you're a farmer growing grapes, you provide a trellis for those grapes. If you grow your own home garden, you might have on a trellis some uh, pole beans, for example, or sugar snap peas might be growing up on a trellis, or even cucumbers you can grow on a trellis. So there's lots of things that grow on a trellis, and the trellis is simply there to provide support, to allow the light to come in so that the fruit don't get trampled. So how is this going to relate to our spirituality? And so what I wanted to bring to you today is the idea of spiritual community as that trellis of support that's standing here for each one of you to support you in growing toward the life and having a harvest of fruit, which is next week's topic. So in sharing the um, blessing of spiritual community as support, what I wanted to bring to you today is our community covenant. Our community covenant is a covenant that we share with anybody who wants to become a member of Unity Spiritual Center. In fact, to become a member of Unity Spiritual Center, from my perspective, is to make an outward demonstration of, yes, this is what I believe and am willing to step into here in this community. So we're going to go through what this covenant says. And we're going to just go line by line. So the first statement is, I understand and align with the basic teachings of unity. I understand that Unity Spiritual Center is based on the life and teachings of Jesus expressed through the indwelling Spirit of Christ. Here is our foundation, you know, our support here at Unity Spiritual Center. This is what everything is based upon. This idea that we are here to practice the teachings of truth that Jesus brought to us, which from my perspective can be narrowed down to the two simple commandments that, that, you know, covered it all, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself, and let's just take a lifetime and practice that. Anybody think that's not enough work for this lifetime? There's our foundation, There's our support system. This is what we say we are going to demonstrate here. Those teachings. And and Jesus, in his ministry, he was not like about just going off on the mountain to pray, although he did that in the stillness, but he always came back from the mountain and engaged in relationship. Engaged with others. His was a ministry about being in relationship with one another. This is what spiritual community is. This is what Unity Spiritual Center is all about. Creating that support by being in relationship with one another, practicing how do we love one another here. That sounds like something we could get really excited about. We're in the right place. The second thing is, that I make my spiritual unfoldment and relationship with God a priority in my life. You know, this takes me back to that week that we talked about um, the deep roots right into the soil, the deep roots into that consciousness of divine mind, into that consciousness of God that we have to develop 
those deep roots. And so we have to build that relationship up with God. And as you step into being here in community, it goes beyond just being here on a Sunday morning. It is so fabulous to have you all here on Sunday morning. But I'm telling you, if you really want to transform your life, if you really want to see things change and have a difference in your life, then you have to develop this relationship with God so that you can integrate that divine consciousness into every single aspect of your life, into every single waking moment of your day. And if that sounds overwhelming, let me assure you it's as easy as just taking a breath and remembering I'm one with God here. And what would it look like? to let that love that is God express through me in this moment. That's it. And holding that continuously in your mind. You will build that structure of support that stands under every single thing that you do. I do my part to support the center's mission. And what is our mission? It's our mission here at Unity Spiritual Center, but to empower you, to empower one another to know that divine within. We get enough messages out there in the world that we're not enough. Here, I want you to hear week after week after week that you have that divine power and presence within you, and in that, you are empowered to share your unique gift here in this world that's constantly evolving. So unity is a little bit different because we're not waiting for Jesus to come back someday. We're not waiting for some Savior out there to come and save us. We recognize and realize that that Spirit of God that is within each one of us is here to demonstrate through us and as us, and therein lies our salvation. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Right? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're the one I've been waiting for. Right? That Christ Spirit in you, I've been waiting for it to show up. So we come together here in community to remind one another that so that we can each share those unique, divine gifts that we have with this world that is ever-evolving. And how do we do that? By living into our vision, our vision, which is uh, to be that divine love and expression by honoring the divine in all, to be that love in expression by honoring the divine within all. All right, so time for honesty. How many of you, at any point that you've been here at Unity Spiritual Center, have found somebody here that you've found hard to honor the divine within them? I'm hearing laughter, which must mean that, yeah, right? But that's why we come together in community. It would be so easy to just run out these doors and say, I'm not getting involved there anymore because I can't see the divine in John. Sorry, John, I just can't do it. No, we come together in practice so that if there is somebody here that you have trouble seeing the divine it with, imagine you get the opportunity here in community, a community that is loving and accepting and that honors that divine in you, an opportunity to practice here. Because listen, if we can get it right here, we can get it right when we walk out the doors. We're here to practice in community with one another to build that that foundation, that support system, that 
structure, just like the shower. I join my community in participating in the creation of a loving and accepting atmosphere. You know, as you look around and you see the different people who are here, sometimes the thought goes through my mind, like, we're not a very diverse group. It would be nice to see a little more diversity. But then I forget. Of course we're a diverse group. We are a group here of, I don't know, maybe about 100 people, and each and every one is unique and individual, and some like hugs, and some prefer handshakes, and some don't ever go down to the community room, and others can't wait to get there. We have introverts, and we have extroverts, and we have Republicans, and we have Democrats, and we got the whole gamut here. And we get to be loving acceptance with one another. So to bring yourself with awareness to the moment. To recognize if someone would prefer not to get that hug. I remember going out to Unity Village for classes back in the um, early 2000s. And they hired a a new uh, gentleman who was in charge of the kitchen there. was in charge of the cafeteria. And they brought him out to introduce him. And he was not a Unity person. And he said, you know, I'm not much of a hugger. And you know what our response was? We'll make you one. Where's the acceptance? You know, some people just don't like hugs. We don't have to take that personally. So to show up with awareness with one another. To to listen deeply to one another. To hear how different we are from one another. To accept each other. That's what we are here to practice together. I extend myself with love and warmth to newcomers, to my church home, and to those people attending whom I do not know. I want you to look around for a minute. Is anybody in here, does anybody in here know every single person in this room? Anybody? Anybody? No? No, even I don't. Can you believe it, Donna? Even I don't. But we get into these little comfort zones, right? Comfort zones of who we tend to hang out with on a Sunday morning. You know, the kitchen angels hanging out with the other kitchen angels, and that's who they've gotten comfortable with. And, you know, the the group at the table that you're used to sitting at, you don't really think to extend yourself beyond that. Or even here in, in Unity Hall, you know, when it comes time for greeting, and you automatically go to your friends because that's who we're comfortable with. But we are a spiritual community. We are here to get to know people we don't even know. How glorious it would be to meet Terry today after service and say, Oh my gosh, Terry, what a beautiful light you are. I don't know anything about you. Tell me about yourself. How glorious that would be to get to know one another in those ways. How can I support you, Lisa? Have you got something going on in your life? Would you like some prayer? This is what spiritual community is about. We come together on Sundays because we can get that here. Are there places that you can get that? Going to Giant Eagle shopping? Right? So we come together to get to know one another, to create this atmosphere of loving acceptance. I include the center in my financial planning, establishing systematic giving extended joyfully, and lovingly. I love, Todd, you weren't here last week. We showed your video last week. 
And I love that in that video, Todd was so very honest. He said, when I first came here, I used to think, oh, my God, they're talking about money again. And maybe you've sat here and thought that. You know, I just don't want to go and hear about money. So let me tell you something from my perspective. Unity Spiritual Center has as its source of financial support God, the good, omnipotent. This is what I know. This is what I stand in faith with. But now, God has to work through us as us. Unity Spiritual Center is only supported by the donations of all of you who come and say yes to God as He inspires you to give, to become a channel through which the giving flows and we receive it. That's how this center is supported. We don't get funds anywhere else. And so those of the ones who have come before us, that have financially supported Unity Spiritual Center through all these many years, all these many years since the 1920s. We're here as a community because they supported the center. And now guess what? It's your turn and my turn. How do I know that? Because we're here. We're here by divine appointment. God has called us here. And so part of that commitment and being a part of spiritual community is to open up and ask, What's mine to give? What have I received? I'm telling you, you're not going to get an invoice. Let's see. They had some prayer, some meditation, some music, a message, a practice. That ought to be worth. Write them up an invoice. $49.95. What a deal. I serve as a volunteer, thereby demonstrating the value of selfless service to others. This community, the support that we all come together to receive each week could not happen without the many hands that go into the running of this community. So I have a question. Anybody who has ever served in any way since you've been here, stand up. Stand up. Have you served? Stand up. Look around. Look around. This is what it takes. Tim, you serve. Some of you are not standing up. All right, you can sit down. It takes a lot of hands to create this trellis that we call Unity Spiritual Center that is here to support all of us in coming to know the goodness that's inside of us. How many places can we go that reaffirm for us that you are good and you are whole and you are holy and you're here to shine your light and to inspire and to uplift one another with that kind of support. And so it takes a lot of people to help. And so if you've not helped, maybe that's why you want to go have a conversation with Tavia in the community room today. Find your place. By the way, it's amazing how much a, a small group can get done. There were eight of us here yesterday working on the Nehemiah retreat. We got a ton of work done. But maybe we could have a few more hands next time and make life the work. I speak with... Okay, so this one. This one, if you have ever been involved in or seen a church split, it's because this one was not practiced. I speak with constructive purpose about the center and my fellow congregants. 
If I experience personal upset with the center or a congregant, I seek guidance from spirit. And then I seek to resolve any upset with the persons involved. Any times that we get upset. And what happens is we might walk out those doors and never walk back in. That happens. Or we might get involved in trying to get as many people engaged in our drama as possible, you know, through those parking lot dialogues that take place, those phone calls with one another. Can you believe, can you imagine this happened at church? Listen, we are a community here of people, and people make mistakes, all of us. And while it is always our intention to show up and be that divine light expressing what we agree to together as community to build that trellis of support for everybody who comes through these doors is that we will practice with one another. And so if you get it wrong or if I get it wrong, not to walk away, but to use that as our opportunity to do our work. There's another opportunity to practice. Yay, God. Yay, God. I'm inviting you to think about that. I rarely cheer when somebody's upset, except through the breakup. If you're upset, speak directly. Own it. Show up with it. Help to change it. I recognize that my presence and participation at the center's services and activities is a contribution and gift that enhances the experience for all. And so I join my community in making attendance my priority. Many of you are here this week. And I'm so grateful for that. We feel the energy of one another here in this Unity Hall. Can you feel it, the energy of each one that's sitting around you? Well, a couple of years ago, we started with our live stream. We're so glad for the live streamers that join us. But sometimes, I think, some of us have gotten a little bit to the place of, you know, I can just stay in my jammies on Sunday morning and watch that live stream and not have to set foot in community. And I just want to challenge you on that. I want to challenge you on that. Right? Because... What happens is it's like Jesus sitting on the mountaintop. It's really easy when you're all by yourself sitting in your jammies in bed watching the live stream, isn't it? It's a whole lot more challenging when you come down off of that mountaintop and have to engage with one another. Have to get your buttons pushed. Having to find somebody who's going through something hard right now and hearing the hardness of what they're going through and and being there to support them with love and encouragement. We need one another for that. And so I'm grateful that the live stream is there. But I hope if you're in the area on a Sunday, you come join us in Unity Hall so we can support and encourage one another in person. One of our commitments. And finally, together with my community, I commit to co-creating with God the ongoing dynamic life that is Unity Spiritual Center Wesley. As each of us engages in these, this covenant that we have with one another, we create a dynamic 
and thriving spiritual center that will be here for another hundred years, providing that trellis of support for everybody who's ready to wake up and to know God. What a glorious thing to have this place. Do you agree? So it takes all of us. It takes a commitment to these ideas. For those of you who are not yet a member, if these ideas really speak to you, I would invite you to consider becoming a member. Because what is the most important thing about that is your outward commitment. Yes, I am taking this on. I'm going to be there. Because this community needs people like all of us to be engaged. So we're going to practice. One more time. We're going to practice. And so our practice for this week is to find a new way to engage in spiritual community. Now this can be as easy as looking around right now and seeing one person that you don't know and setting the intention that this, this week I'm going to walk over and introduce myself to that one. Or it could be that when you head down to the community room, you go sit at a table that isn't the table you would normally choose. Or it could be that you join us in community prayer, Monday through Friday at our prayer call. The information for that is on the inside of your front bulletin cover. That's growing. There's no greater joy than I have on a Monday morning to hear the ding, 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 ding of everybody joining in community and prayer. 20, 25 people in the morning. Whatever it is, find some new way to engage in spiritual community. Because this community, while we love our building and while we love our grounds, this community would be nothing if you all didn't come through these doors week after week after week. You are the community. So how many of you will take that on? Find one new way to engage. Imagine next week when I ask the question, I'm going to hear about some great conversations you've had with one another. Some great new way you went to see Tavia, and suddenly you found the perfect place to plug in. Right? Before I end, I want to share, because we didn't get it into the announcements, one of the, the visions that this community held was for our giving tree. With beautiful intentions. If you look at that giving tree and the intentions on those leaves, they're, they're just amazing. We're holding those intentions for one another. And so we have another giving leaf dedication that's going to be taking place on July 7th. So if you'd like to purchase a leaf, you can do that. Those need to be turned in by next Sunday in order to have them engraved on time for, or I'm sorry, June 30th is your deadline, two weeks. I'm going to end with the scripture from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Let us continue in that spirit of coming together, loving one another, accepting one another, Inspiring one another, being the light with one another. Everybody in? And I'm going to ask it again because that was a little weak. Everybody in? Yes. Yeah. God bless.